Hey, podcast family. Did you know that on May 2nd and 3rd, 2024, our 3D Growth Summit is happening in Nashville, Tennessee? But in-person tickets are already sold out with nearly 400 attendees. But you don't have to miss out. You can get exclusive access to our live stream and post-event recordings for just $395. Yes, you heard that right. For a single fee, you and your entire dental team can learn from our industry leaders with online recordings available after the event. So secure your spot now before it's too late by visiting www.3d-dentist.com slash 3D Summit or give us a call at 855-332-2285 and get your tickets for the live stream and event recording today. Now, let's get to this week's episode. Welcome to T-Bone Speaks with Dr. Tarun Agarwal, where our goal is to change the way you practice dentistry by helping you achieve clinical, financial, and personal balance. Now, here's your host, T-Bone. All right, welcome back, everybody. We're going to record an episode here, and I have a husband and wife pair, and quite frankly, I really... To be completely honest with Kevin and our listeners is, I didn't really ask Kevin if he wanted to do a podcast. I asked him if his wife was coming and if she wanted to come on. And then when she said no, I said, well, okay, we'll bring her on remotely. And I said, okay, at that point, Kevin, you'll just have to be on. Have to be. So I'm joined by Kevin uh, Fryer and Missy Fryer from... Cleveland, Ohio, technically you're not from Cleveland, you're from... Uh, Mayfield Heights. Mayfield Heights, which is a uh, part... Uh, the, the, are, are there nice parts of Cleveland? It's a very nice part of Cleveland. There's very, very nice parts of Cleveland. We're very proud of our city, right, Missy? Go Cleveland. All right. <laughs> Kevin, how long have you been practicing dentistry? Almost 30 years. 29. 30 years. 29. You have gray hair to show for it, but you still have a lot of hair. And it's my hair. I don't believe... <laughs> I think the first time I met you, I'm like, dude, that can't be real. <laughs> I'm like, because it's so thick, it looks like something you got from India and yes. glued on your head. Yes. But, I, uh, I hijacked some of your women. And yeah, well, you know, the, the vast majority of fake hair comes from India. I know that. Yeah. I've seen the movie, right, Missy? Good yeah, hair. Yeah, good hair. If you want to, have you seen that movie? Oh. You know, we were talking about movies before. Good hair, it stars Chris Rock. I don't really want to see it. It'll make me disappointed myself. It's a myself. documentary. It'll be, make me disappointed. I was thinking that if Those, I were to ever get married again, that I might go through and have hair transplants done. Because the new person wouldn't know. That's right. But, I mean, I couldn't imagine if I showed up. Imagine if you showed up to your office bald one day. I did I, it once. I remember right. when I shaved everything. Well, you weren't bald, but you, you cut it pretty that short. Was like, uh, but if I showed up in my office one day with a head of hair suddenly... Well, that would be a little different. 1999-ish, I bet, or 2000-ish. Why do you even remember this? Because it was a significant... Uh, everyone went nuts. I shaved my head because Charlie eight, shaved his head. 18 years ago, man. That's yeah. a long time. All right, Kevin, Missy, let's talk. First, right. I want to talk about Missy's books. Okay, let's do All it. Right. Missy, talk to me about your books. Well, um, a, about a year ago, um, I got together with Mary Beth Bajornis of Dental Support Specialties, and we decided to write a series of books to help uh, different dental practice physicians to really um, improve in their, in their position. So we started last year with the Front Desk um, Survival Guide, which is a book that takes you through 
365 days of the front desk teaches you a lot of the um, skills and it, it keeps you on track with all the daily, weekly, and monthly tasks. And then as soon as we finished that, we started on the assistance version, which is a workbook that um, takes assistance through things that are just that are beyond um, actual assisting and holding suction. It's all the things that as a practice owner, I want my assistants to understand. So we call that one beyond spit sucking. So it's all about how to express value, how to promote your practice, and how to really be a superstar dental assistant. All of the things that I think a lot of offices want their assistants to know, but maybe don't have the time to teach it or maybe aren't quite sure how to teach those things. So we created a, a very um, an interactive workbook. So no matter which practice you take the workbook to, as you go through it and as you answer the questions and work with the team to accomplish the assignments, you learn a lot of things about that particular practice and the expectations that are just beyond, you know, sitting there for a filling. Um, we're working on a marketing book. We're working on a new front desk version. We're working on an insurance um, uh, planner also. So we've got a whole bunch of really cool things in the works. Basically, they came out of the necessity that we both had in our own businesses to really increase training um, for our employees. You know, in our practice in particular, you know, we get super busy. And unless we have a specific training plan for people, um, it just kind of gets away from you. So part of this actually started like 10 years ago. I made for our practice, maybe longer than 10 years ago, where I went through every single procedure that our practice does, the photographs, listed everything out step by step. Um, also included a bunch of other things, like how we handle nervous patients or, you know, children, that kind of thing. And I was uh, kind of creating this manual for a long time. Um, but I realized that, that our particular manual was very specific to our practice. And so when we decided to do a sequence one for everyone else, we had a different vision for it. And we really were able to create something that is beneficial that will really work very well for um, for other practices too because the way the assistant goes through it and learns the things in the book, they really have to almost um, almost like a scavenger hunt for the practice that they're on. They have to seek out a bunch of answers and learn how to become independent, um, learn how to become critical thinkers, and learn how to think beyond spit sucking. So all the things you want out of a team person is kind of what this book is about. You know, and... And so I have the front office book, and I just got a copy of the assistance book. Thank you very much. Um, I paid for for our listeners. I paid for the front office book. Uh, they gave me a copy of the assistance book, which is very nice of them. But uh, a couple of points I wanted. I've been holding it back. I've been trying to work on not talking too much. Is um, I don't understand why you know the Indians. Are, if you call this three hundred and sixty five days of front office work, the Indians are going to use it for two years because we only work one hundred and eighty some days at a time. So then, so we'll just we'll just fold the paper in half and use the front half one time and the second half the book later. Wasn't designed specifically for the Indian audience. No, but I'm just saying. I understand. I mean, but you know, and then you know, us, we're gonna photocopy it and send it around. Yeah. Oh, gee, thanks. There's been Appreciate some of that. that. <laughs> I'm sure there. So what? what, what so let's say, say say somebody's listening, Missy and Kevin and. Yeah. Really missy, just so you know. Okay. Right, I'm just okay. here. I'm just the pretty face. Yes, uh, the woman face here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, 
What goes into making a book like this? Because what I've seen is all really good ideas come from the necessity of a business. They don't come from necessarily a true business idea. You don't set aside to make a book to make money necessarily. Right. You set aside to start a project for your own business and it turns out like, hey, a lot of people ask for it and this is kind of where it comes from. What goes into making something like this? Well, I think for us, we were spinning our wheels um, in our own practice for like a decade. You know, we would hire someone, you know, let's say for the front desk. For a long time, it was just me at the front desk. And that got, you know, it got really overwhelming probably, you know, 12 some years ago. And so when you hire someone new, it's usually because you're shorthanded, you know, maybe someone someone else in the office quit or or you get too busy and you need you need extra help. So because of those two reasons, it can sometimes be hard to train someone new. You just really don't have the time. You're just trying to get through your day and see patients from eight to five or whatever. Or it's worse. Hard to also- or worse, your 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 existing team can shut down the new hire because they're like, hey, I don't have time for this and mm-hmm. and, and they'll hold back a really great person because yeah. they just don't want to put the energy and effort into or it. Or they get territorial. Yeah, or territorial, right? And uh, uh, so that, I'm sorry, keep going, Missy. No, I, there's so many things. I mean, I've been, Kevin and I, I've been doing this with, with him for almost 21 years now. So there's a, so many things that I know about the practice. And there's so many, there's so many things that I um, want to be accomplished and done throughout the day. But if you don't have a written protocol for all those things, and if you don't have that expectation there, you know, things will get lost in translation as the years go by. So, you know, somewhere around year eight or, or 10 or something, we were hiring a new assistant. And um, that same sort of thing was happening with assistants, too. Someone would move or get pregnant or quit or whatever, and then we'd have to hire someone new. And then I would have to I'd be taxed with helping to train them, which then took away from what I needed to do to keep the business moving forward. And it just becomes this like exhausting, you know, part of the, of your life for a while when you're training someone new. So, you know, it it started for, for us with the assistants. And I said, this is like ridiculous. This is exhausting. I can't do this anymore. I need to have everything written down because, you know, I'm going to lose it, you know? So that's when, I remember thinking, I'll take a few weeks and I'll write everything out. And it took <laughs> doesn't four, happen that way. Yeah, I was going to say four, four years. years yes. Yeah. To write the, for our, our assistance training man, going through every procedure, photographing everything. And for us, it was very detailed, step by step, every, every step of the procedure to the exact way that Kevin wanted it to be done. And so then, of course, we would. Then he changed his mind. Well, then things would I'm change. Sure I did, whatever. <laughs> You know, materials would change or the procedure would change a little bit or, you know, we would add a new service. So it was like this constant, you know, work in progress for us. So um, some people um, knew that that we that I was doing this for our practice. And then they like wanted to buy like my training manual that I made a long time ago. And I thought that was kind of weird because it was so specific to our practice. And I just thought, you know, I mean, you can have a copy of it if you want, but it's not really going to do you any good. You really have to do some legwork for your own practice because everyone is so different. So honestly, I wrote this book out of almost selfishness for myself. I was tired of, you know, training everyone, you know, every, every couple of years trying to you know go through that process because I feel like we would make progress as a practice. We'd get two steps forward and then we'd 
take, you know, three steps back every time because, you know, when you hire someone, you've got to start all over again. So, you know, when Mary Beth and I got together and we're originally talking about the front desk planner, I said, you know what, I'm totally on board with all this because I, you know, the, I want to give our people as many tools as possible. And along those lines, you know, years ago, when I didn't have these training tools to give to our, our new team members, like looking back, like that was totally my bad. And if those former employees, um, you know, struggled with their position and, you know, didn't understand how our office ran, that was totally my fault for not giving them the proper tools. So as the years went by and we started, um, you know, we had the procedural manual and then Mary Beth and I got together and started doing the front desk planner and all this. Um, it's, I've realized what great tools those are and how those have shortened learning curves for our new um, employees. We have someone new at the front desk because our receptionist is, is pregnant. So she's going to be leaving in a couple months. There's a lot of pregnancies going on at your office. What's that? There's a lot of pregnancy. You've said the word pregnant like four times. Oh, well, anyway, not me. Don't worry. <laughs> but, uh, so the, but we, anyway, so she's leaving and we've just hired someone new about two weeks ago and she's already like super independent. I mean, her learning curve has been so shortened because she's been able to use these survival well, guide tools. What, what else I would see is that it's motivational to a certain degree when somebody has, you know, one of the complaints that I get in my own office, because we, we struggle at this, is because we don't have a standard operating procedures manual mm-hmm. and things like that. So when we, we bring somebody in, it's kind of learned by fire, right. and there's no organization to it, there's no, uh, people sometimes can look at it overwhelmed. And they get lost. They get lost. So Kevin, what have you seen as a practice owner? Uh, you know, uh, what, what have you seen as a result of, you know, the book is maybe a year or two old, but the concept of the book and what you've been doing has been there for years. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are you seeing? Is it more organized? Yeah, so I think when we do have a new hire or even with existing hire, like you alluded to, there is sort of a standard operating procedure now. And so new people are able to thrive much faster and contribute to the practice. I mean, when you bring someone new in, your your fear is that they're going to hold you back. Right. And I think there's a, a, a much quicker... Um, and they have fears too, by the way. Uh, yeah. You know, their fear is, hey, maybe I'm not going to get the training I need and I'm not going to succeed. Right. Or maybe they feel hopeless, they're in a position where they won't be able to succeed. And our newest hire... Oh, even Cavaliers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not talk about the Cavs. I don't know when this will come out, but... Uh, LeBron will probably be gone by then. Um, but our newest hire, that's exactly what happened at the office she was at. She didn't yeah. feel like she was getting enough training, so she left. Right. And now I think... And she may be a superstar. She, or an I, think, I think she is going to be an all-star. Yeah. Um, I have no doubt that she's going to be. This has enabled us to bring it out of her very quickly. Yeah. You know, I, um, I break teammates, uh, team members into three categories and practices. There's your role players, your all-stars, and your superstars. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, in my belief system, there should be one, maybe two superstars in any dental practice, the dentist being the first and foremost dental superstar in any practice. And then, then there can be that team member that really kind of gets it and drives it. And then I want a team full of a lot of all-stars. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't believe in a team full of superstars. I mean, we talk about the all-star concept all the time. And a lot of it, I mean, we talked about the Cavs earlier yeah. today. You have Le- LeBron James. Actually, Golden State's probably a better 
example, you have really one or two superstars. Yeah, and then a bunch, a bunch of all stars. A yeah. bunch of no role players there. No, yeah. and and they succeed. Yeah. And I think um, for our own practices, sometimes you may need to trade a player yeah. or cut them. You know, and, what, and bring someone else on. Kevin and Missy, what do you think about this? What do you think about this statement that I make and that people look at me like I'm crazy? I make the statement every once in a while that if you have the same teammates for eight to ten years, you're doing something wrong. I think there's something valid to that. Yeah. You know, that people, you know, I think there is um, there's some validity to some of those people being mm-hmm. uh, having longevity in your practice. They get the concepts, they, they buy into everything, and they help move everything along. But there are some people that, you know, just don't get it, and you, you yeah, got to trade up. Think of the New England Patriots. Mm-hmm. They're notoriously right. well-known for getting rid of players. And not, I mean, getting rid is, you know, maybe not the right word, but they, they part ways with players yeah. at the right moment. Yeah. They don't hold on to them too long. Missy, what are your thoughts on that? What do you think about my statement that you don't, if you have the same exact team for 10 years, you're probably doing something wrong? Stay with us. We'll be right back. Hey there, podcast family. T-Bone here to talk about the 3D Dentist Digital Implant Continuum. Are you ready to start placing dental implants but feeling a bit hesitant and or overwhelmed? I know that feeling. I've been there. Let's change that together. Imagine not just learning about dental implants in a classroom, but actually performing surgeries on real patients right here in North Carolina, guided every step of the way by our expert 3D mentors. This is dental implant learning at its best, using techniques that are safe, predictable, and confidence-boosting. They're exactly what I use in my own practice, so you know they work. Our course goes beyond clinical skills. We prepare you to successfully integrate high-demand implant services into your practice, transforming your career by attracting new patients and elevating your practice. And it doesn't end with the course. Completing our program is just the beginning of a new journey. You'll be a part of a community of confident, skilled dentists with ongoing support to ensure lasting success and growth. After all, this is about mastering a skill that can transform your career just like it did for me. So, are you ready to take your practice to the next level? Visit www.3d-dentist.com, check out our upcoming sessions, and join us to revolutionize your practice. 3D Dentist is truly committed to helping dentists take control of their practice, finances, and future. Now let's get back to this week's episode. So I think it's important as our jobs, as owners, managers, whatever, I think it's important for us to be able to assess our team and recognize their strengths and their limitations. So, you know, we've certainly had um, people who, you know, in the past who I could clearly see that they had limitations and that our practice was we're moving forward. We're this giant wheel that's, you know, slowly going down the road. And I can tell that they are, they're not going to be able to, they're not going to be able to keep up with us. And, um, you know, so I, I think that some people, their, um, their ability to, to stay on that wheel with us is longer than others. So, you know, we're, we're, um, you know, there are some people who realize maybe after a year, they just can't keep up. And, you know, I want them to to try everything. I want them to be exposed to everything. I want to give them the opportunity. You know, I don't know if you know this, T-Bone, but I'm a teacher by trade. So 
I look at all of this stuff, like lessons and learning styles and all this. So, you know, I, I'm always looking at our, our team members, um, looking at their strengths and their weaknesses. And I'm trying to see, you know, where at some point, you know, this person may have a, a stopping point. And that's okay. You know, I'm not mad at them for that. And a lot of times as we go through things together, they recognize their limitations too, because I think Kevin and I are really good at expressing to our office all the time what our vision is, where we want to move to, you know, what direction are we heading in and why? What new technology are we going to be adding to the practice? What's going to be the expectation before that technology comes into the practice? In other words, we're going to have a lot of, you know, class classes about a lot of teaching about um, you know that technology and then what's everyone's role going to be and I think for some people they hear all that and they just might think to themselves I can't do that and then they bow out and that's that's okay I don't think everyone can do everything but I do want to expose everyone to as much as possible to at least give them the opportunity to learn I don't want to put limits on people but you know sometimes people can recognize their own limitations and you know, they'll, they'll put the limit on themselves. But, so I have um, one comment to that, and then it's a good transition to the next thing I want to talk about. Uh, so Missy was talking about um, recognizing limitations in people. And one thing I want to be clear uh, to you and everybody listening is every team has to have role players and bench players, correct? So when you find a team member that has limitations, that doesn't make them a bad player. Okay, you can't have a team, you can't have 12 all-stars on a team, okay? You can only have three or four, maybe five if you're lucky. But you have to have those role players. So, so the key there is that you give everybody the opportunity to succeed. You recognize, and they recognize their own limitation and what that means for their future potential within the practice. And as long as people are okay with that and you're okay with that, it doesn't, it's not terrible to keep people that don't consistently grow with you uh, around as long as they recognize those limitations. Yeah. So uh, you know, I, I would say that. But I'm not. I'm not an advocate of just getting rid of people necessarily. No, but I, yeah, that's that's. I think that's a given. You know, but I, I do believe that just through natural attrition and natural as your practice evolves, you're going to have change. Yeah. I mean, you're going to have to have team member change, yeah. or you have the un, most unbelievable morphing team members that morph all the time. You know. Right. So uh, so Missy. Missy, you said yeah. something that, uh, that I really want to talk to you guys about, and that's technology. So um, let's talk about technology, and specifically with my relationship uh, and knowing you guys, my main technologies I want to talk about are CAD-CAM mm -hmm. and Cone-Beam. Uh, so Kevin, uh, where do you stand with CAD-CAM? So I've been a red, I started with Sarek with a RedCam. So how many years are we talking about? 2008, 10 years. 10 years, okay. RedCam, BlueCam. And then, so you bought Red Cam right before Blue Cam came out. Yes. Well, what was your thoughts on that? Well, actually, I think they were giving me. It was. Um, I think they had some sort of deal where I didn't have to pay for a year, and right. then I bought the Blue Cam. So I right. never really paid for the Red Cam. Yeah. So, so the, the reason I want to point that out, and I'm sorry to interrupt, is is we always have this fear that if I buy this, yeah. something new is going to come out. And what I will tell you, what I've seen all along with Denspicerona at least, is that when they come out with a new technology, they have a trading mechanism. Yeah. And maybe it's not 100%, but I can tell you this, typically if you buy it within three, four months, five months, yeah. it's gonna be close to 100%. You're gonna pay the difference right. in the technology. But that was my point in that. Yeah. So, so 2008, Red Cam. And then uh, 
it's a year and a half with the Omnicam, which to me has been the biggest game changer in our practice. And what's changed for you? What, 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 what well, benefits have you seen to going to a powerless color camera? I think that the Omnicam is not just, it's not just for making crowns. Mm -hmm. It's got its fingers in a lot of our areas of our practice. It's an ortho machine, it's an implant machine, and it's a crown machine. And I flippantly said to the rep the other day that the crowns are like the dumbest thing it does. <laughs> well, it's it's what we've been doing for 30 years, yeah. by the way. Um, but to, to be able to, to do those other procedures, um, that machine has uh, greater potential than, than just making crowns. What do you say to people that don't want to, uh, let, me actually, let me ask Missy this. Missy, what do you say? So, Missy, in the office, would would you would we call you a front office personnel? Um, I I we sort of could just call me the business manager because I'm usually. But you're in the front office business area, correct? Physically, no. Physically, okay. I'm in a, a different office, but yes, I mean okay. I'm everywhere. I'm but do you interact with patients on a regular basis? Yeah. Okay. So what would you say, Missy, as a person that's interacting with patients, that's, because as dentists, what happens is sometimes we deal with somebody and then we're done. We don't hear the comments, we don't hear the yeah. praise, we don't hear the complaints. Um, what would you say to somebody, a dentist that says, I don't want an in-office mill because it doesn't make economic sense or it's a waste of money? What would you say to that person? To another dentist? Yeah, or yeah, whatever it may be, yeah, to another dentist. Well, it's not true, first of all. Um, you know, one of the things I was just discussing with some of our, with our two new employees was um, scheduling and how we like, we like to think of our schedule as like a giant puzzle that kind of fits together. And, um, and part of that is where our scanner is at any time during the day and what we're booking opposite the scanner to really maximize that production time. So I had two of our new employees like sit down with me and we did the math for, you know, using the scanner here, doing an additional procedure, you know, here in the, in the next patient column while something is milling or in the oven or while someone else is scanning an ortho case or something. And I think it was really eye-opening eye opening to them to see how much more our practice can do in like an hour when we're, you know, when we're booking in a smart way like that. So, you know, we've been... We've been using this technology for so long and like we, we're a different practice because of it. And like Kevin was saying, especially with doing ortho, sleep appliances, implants and, and crowns with that machine, like it's it's changed everything. I mean, our numbers have skyrocketed yeah. since we got the Omnicam. So for someone to not think that it was beneficial, that's silly. <laughs> well, I also look at it from the patient perspective, right? You know, the patient's. You know, the, the person that says to me that in-office milling, chairside, single visit, single appointment, one hour, two hour dentistry, it doesn't make sense. I always say, just ask your patient. From the patient's perspective, yeah. it's almost always, here, this happened uh, last week. I was um, scanning for two implant crowns on a patient, and I, I didn't have time to do that in one visit. Right. It takes a lot longer. Sure. And, but I had done uh, natural tooth crowns on this patient before, and so she assumed that we were going to do it in one day. Yeah. And she wasn't upset or anything, but she did make the comment, 
oh, you're not going to do this in one visit today. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I'm really sorry, I can't. It takes a lot longer. There's more steps involved and all that. And she was cool with it. But I could tell with the way she asked that, she didn't really want to come back. No, they don't. They and, don't want to get numb again. They right. don't want to take time off of work. Right. They don't want to fight and, traffic. And I, I've heard you preach that over and over again, and it's so true. Yeah. You know, if you look at it from their perspective, there is all those things of taking time off, of getting numb again. And even from our perspective, setting up a room again, you know, if I have to send a crown to the lab for whatever reason, that crown seat appointment is just a waste of time to me. It's, the goal isn't to get 100% chair side. The goal is to get reasonable chair side, yeah. 80%, 90%, mm -hmm. whatever it may be. And I always look at this, and I learned this at a young age, it is never about what you want in terms of the practice, it's about what the patients want, your customer. Right. And the patient is your ultimate boss. I tell my team members, I said, don't call, I'm not your boss. Your pa that patient yeah. that you see every single day that comes to see you all the time is your boss because we've got to address the needs of our market right. or we're gonna be in trouble. Right. Maybe not right away, but over time we're gonna be in trouble. And I, you know, it does play into the nature of our American, American society. Or just the world in general, yeah. to be quite honest with yeah. you. So, you know, so now, so Missy, so, um, so what's taken Kevin so long to get cold beam? Stay with us. We'll be right back. Hello, podcast family. T-Bone here bringing you our newest live patient implant training, Full Arch Express. For dentists already placing implants and ready to level up and continue building their implant practice, this is the golden ticket. We're diving deep into Full Arch Implants, the hottest game changer in implant dentistry. In this program, we tackle both overdentures and all annex fixed hybrids, mastering techniques that are essential for modern, comprehensive dental care. It's about getting your hands on the tools and techniques that will replace the doubt and fear with confidence and predictability. Here's the kicker. There's live patient training right here in North Carolina. You're not just learning theories. You're in the operatory doing real work on real patient from start to finish, guided one-on-one -on -one by our expert 3D mentors. You'll learn the nuances of each approach, ensuring you can cater to a wide range of patients to maximize revenue. Speaking of revenue, with me, you know it's not just about the clinical skills. We're bringing business into this aspect too, teaching you how to integrate these advanced services profitably into your practice. So are you ready to rise up to the top in implant dentistry? Join us at the Full Arch Express. This isn't just another course. It's a career-defining leap. Head to www.3d-dentist.com to enroll in our next session. 3D Dentist is truly committed to helping dentists take control of their practice, finances, and future. Now, back to this week's episode. So let me let me address this. Let me address this. So you two, but have, you knew you knew the question was coming. You two have something in common in that you're first generation immigrants. Okay. Okay. So you're from different sides of the world. She's uh, she's white. I'm not. Well, but the the concept is the is the same. The underlying concept. So I'll let Missy take it away from there. Why do you have to try to pretend you're going to be in trouble either way? Okay? I'm in trouble because you're smiling. But <laughs> I, that, that's an evil smile, just so you know. But it's, uh, there is some frugality to the Croatians. Okay, all right. Okay? So, so give me the reason. What's taking so long? Because I've been telling you guys this for three years now, at least. Yes. So um, 
honestly, I um, just I'm I'm working super hard to put all of our ducks in a row, and I like to take very low calculated moves. And I totally get that you have to spend money to make money, and we're doing it. We're we're getting one in a few months, um, but I've just been a you know as the one who takes care of all the finances, I've just been a little little cautious, but you know, it's, it's totally the right time. And I don't know if, um, if, if Kevin mentioned this or to you, um, today at all, but, um, you know, we are, um, making some, um, taking some steps towards getting an associate. And so right. what, what we would like to do is get the cone beam in and start using it, train everyone on it, because I would like, when we get the associate, you know, I need to, I need to build up um, stuff for Kevin to do, which will include, you know, a lot more implants, um, a lot more digital stuff. So right now, we get yeah, that now. Yeah, you try to put the cart before the horse, and it doesn't always work that way. You can't, you can't build up. Uh, look, so so you can't always build up to meeting it. You've sometimes got to be leading the way. You've yeah. got to be one step ahead. And sometimes you've got to take, there's going to be a part. Now listen, look, I, I, don't, I want to be crystal clear with you guys, your friends of mine and, and all our listeners. I'm not saying you need to recklessly go out and spend sure. money on technology, okay? Sure. And I somewhat tongue-in-cheek say what took you so long because there are decisions, there's kids, there's family, there's practice, there's space. There's things we don't even know about in everybody's life, mm -hmm. okay? Mm -hmm. So to me, what's super important is that we recognize, number one, it's not that you're opposed to it. No. It's, quite frankly, it's being somewhat smart yeah. and conservative. It, it had to be the right time. And I do trust Missy's judgment on You, know, you better. Yeah, <laughs> on the you know the, the right. timing of it and, and the uh, business aspect of it. But um, you've always known that you wanted this. Yeah, from when I took your three D course, okay. I I took your three D course. I didn't have a cone beam, and I had the blue cam. Right. But it opened my eyes yeah. to a whole bunch of things, and. Um, I knew I had to get that Omnicam. I knew it would expand our practice greatly. And that's been a good investment for you. Yeah, and that was... No hesitation. Well, there was a hesitation. Missy, there was a hesitation on your end of spending, I don't know the exact dollar amount, because the blue cam was working well, correct? Yes. Yes, yes. But so, Omnicam you know, with worked much better. <laughs> but you didn't know yes. that when you started. I did after taking your class. Right, yeah. but Missy didn't know it. No, she did not. My concern, what my concern always is, if we're going to invest heavily in technology, I want to make sure that we can use it as soon as possible. Um, you know, it's, and I think that's a reason why a lot of people are a little gun shy for certain technologies, is because they're you feel the pressure of having to pay for it, but you can't use it, you can't get anything out of it. So, you know, I knew the Omnicam, we could still do crowns, but it was this huge investment, and I thought, are we really going to be able to do all the things that we? Uh, are we really going to be able to do all the things that we want to do with it? Can you guys still see me okay? We got you. Okay, all right, because my screen froze here. So, you know, my concern was, are we still going to be able to do the thing, do all of these things to support, you know, paying for this additional thing? And, you know, Kevin alluded to the fact that I was frugal. Um, but, you know, the truth is, I, I don't like... I don't want debt. I want to get everything paid off as much as possible or just pay for it outright just because that's just who I am. But then there's also this pressure of, are we really going to be able to do all of these ortho cases? Are we going to be able to scan for all this stuff or not? So, and it's not even just, 
can Kevin do it? But it's, can I get the rest of the team on board? Can I teach them about how to market this? Can I have them understand how to explain things to people the way I want them to explain things to people? Can they, can they promote this, this new thing that we have, this new ability to scan to our patients all day long because they need help paying for this equipment. So it's not just let's buy it. You know, we have, you know, a hundred thousand dollars or let's just buy it. It's, you know, we, can we pay for it? Can we use it as my staff? I got to get them on board. Can they promote it for me? Are they going to be trained on it? So it's like a, it's just a a big, big step. A lot of, a lot of big steps. It's a big decision. It's an absolute, listen, I bought my Sarek machine before I bought my first house. Mm-hmm. And at that point, it's the most expensive thing I've sure. ever bought in my life. Right. And it was so hard. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, when I bought my second machine, again, it was so hard to spend that kind of money. When I bought my cold, my first cold beam, same thing. And then when I upgraded uh, my cold beam and got another one, mm-hmm. it's same thing. And each way, I paid for it, and it's it's hard. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna make a prediction. Okay. Uh, I think the time is coming. And I, again, I'm bleeding edge. I like to be way out there, okay? Um, we're going to, with our new renovation that we're doing in our practice, which will be done by the end of the year, I think, because I'm a little bit slow on these things. Um, we're going to have digital impression machines at every operatory. Oh, that'd be great. So I believe we're gonna move to a model of digital impression every patient in the practice, yeah. every time they come in for hygiene, mm-hmm. so that we can track progression we can show them the possibilities in 3D. We can truly pro- project this image of um, high tech, yeah. but personalization. And I think that's where we're going to move to. I think the days of a single machine yeah. uh, well, are, are going to be limited. There have been times I've jokingly said yeah. we need another one. We yeah. need another Omnicam. And you know we can move it from room to room, but sometimes you need so it. You do both. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes yeah. you need it in two rooms and we make it work but um it'd be great to have two right i see <laughs> three let's get three well, no, 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 no. i want to like me truthfully it all whenever we make this sort of investment it always ends up just fine that's just yeah. who i am i'm always you know worried about it but it's because yeah. kevin and i because we want to make it work that's why it works yeah. I'm, there are plenty of offices i know who can't handle the technology because they they don't. They can't put forth or don't know how to put forth the effort, and they don't have someone in their team like me that's on everyone training all the time. So it's because Kevin and I, we really want to make it work. I have no doubt. I have no doubt financially it'll be fine. It's just who I am to worry a little bit about the whole thing. And, and you know, we all need that, and we all appreciate uh, that that brighter, brighter, more logical person that talks to us to say maybe now's not the time. So Kevin, what are your hopes? So you're buying Cone Beam, not because you want a gadget, no. but really because you want to do something. What are you hoping? Yeah, so um, I want to place more implants. Okay. Um, How do you think Cone Beam is going to help you place more implants? I'll be able to um, create guides. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll be able to plan things out. But you can do guides without Cone Beam, without your own Cone Beam now. I can, but I want to be able to do it, you know, uh, in, in, in front of the patient. So there's barriers. In other words, hey, Mrs. Jones, I need you to go yeah. down here to get this scan done. Anytime I've tried to do that, the patient hasn't done it. Okay. And or the, the, the percentage, you've maybe tried once and one zero said yes, but if you try 10 times, maybe one or two will say mm-hmm. yes. And that's not good enough. No, it's not. Um, but it'll allow me to, to uh, plan things out. And, uh, you know, I think that 
it'll allow us to grow that part of the practice. Do you see a need for implants in your practice? Yes. From the patient base? Absolutely. Okay. What's we, all, what, so what, what's happening now with patients that need implants? They go across the street to the oral surgeon. Okay, so you and just throw that money away. Yes. Yeah. So we've restored a ton of single crowns, right. uh, implant crowns, this year. And I would say half to, you know, 75% of those I probably could have done myself. Yeah. Um, probably at least two-thirds of them. Yeah. Yeah. And, and see, that, that, that in and of itself is just throwing away revenue, correct? Yeah. yeah. And for what happens for patients, it's more expensive that yeah. way. Because yeah, it's just more expensive. More of a hassle, too. And, and they have to go from, even though it's across the street, it's new consultation, it's new this, it's new that. It's just so much mm -hmm. time and energy. And uh, you're not getting the max out of your patient that way. Right. And I have a great relationship with our oral surgeon. I've known him since dental school. He's a great guy. And I've talked to him about all this. So, that, you know, there may be less coming your way. And yeah. he doesn't care. But, so there won't be, but there won't be less coming his way. No, there'll be bigger stuff yeah. coming his way. Yeah, be, and that's exactly what we've seen in our practice. Yeah. Missy, what is your hope for Columbia? What, 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 was the, what turned you over the edge that you wanted, besides Kevin kept begging for it, along with everything else? <laughs> He's always begging for well, something. Men are always begging for something. Yeah, they are. <laughs> well, you know, like Kevin said, he's been doing this for 30 years. And, you know, I want him to physically be able to do this job for as long as he wants to be able to do it, as long as his body can let him do it, as long as his mind and heart can, will allow him to do this job. And I think part of extending his longevity um, and making him – um, you know, physically be able to to do this will be um, you know, will be adding some of this technology that will allow his new associate to take over some of the other work and allow Kevin to really focus on the things that he's always wanted to focus on, and will you know help his help him to work longer if he wants to. I mean, he want him to work as long as he as he wants to, um, and I think this will allow him to do that. So you know, we think about how. Um, um, having him really focus on digital technology, and the associate will too, of course, when he or she is ready to do it, but for him to be able to, you know, for us to be able to scan for ortho and, and have him be, you know, be able to pop in and out and see a patient and check in on them, but to physically, you know, on, on his body to have that be as easy as possible would be fantastic as opposed to hunching over for endo for an hour and a half. In shape, if you know oh, what I mean. yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I, I, feel, I think this will help him to, um, to, ex, you know, to extend his career. I know a lot of, a lot of doctors who, you know, have it's physical issues with just, you know, body positioning and I, and I want him, you know, this sort of thing will allow him to do it a lot longer. So. That's awesome. Well, David is telling me we're out of time. Okay. Missy, thank you so much for coming on with, uh, how much you gave it, 45 minutes notice? Yeah, it was, well, about an hour. And uh, so- I might get in trouble for that. It won't get in trouble <laughs> for that, ain't kidding. Missy, Kevin, how can people find out about your book, for God's sakes? Uh, yeah, thank you so much. First of all, I just wanted to say thank you for having me on and thanks oh. for being so kind always to me and to Kevin. Um, we've learned a ton from you over the years. We our practice watches a lot of your podcasts and things during our in-service meetings. So you've been a huge inspiration to us. Oh, man, um, so but to talk about in-service meetings and stuff. Yeah, we, need, we have to get you guys. How about this? Next time you guys come down, you guys come down together. We'll do it live. Sure. We'll talk about in-service meetings. You, you can fly here, Missy. 
You guys are talking about sedation, right? That's what you're Yes, exactly. <laughs> how do you get how do we get in touch with you for the books? It's easy. You can go to uh, BuckeyeDentalProductions.com. All the info's on our website. I don't like that name because what if I'm a Tar Heels fan? Well, sorry. You know, we're Mary Beth and I, we're from Ohio. We have to be the Buckeyes, right? Well, BuckeyeDentalProductions.com. And we'll have a link on our show notes and in the podcast as well. I would encourage everybody to buy the books. The worst case scenario, you get a few pearls out of it. You'll get more than that. And uh, I know that our team, we just hired a new front office person. So Mm -hmm. I I wanted to give her a couple of weeks before I threw that at her uh, just to kind of get in the stream of things. Missy, thank you so much. Kevin, thank you so much. Thank you. It's always a pleasure. Thanks so much for listening to T-Bone Speaks with Dr. Tarun Agarwal. Remember to keep striving for excellence and we'll catch you on the next episode. Hey, podcast family, T-Bone here. Are you a dentist looking to elevate your practice and profits? Then pay close attention. Introducing the 3D Business Mastermind, the dental business coaching program designed for dentists who want to see real results. I've walked the path of practice ownership for nearly 25 years. I know your challenges. I felt your pain. This is your opportunity to overcome the chaos, the busyness, and the financial frustrations of owning a dental practice. Imagine a dental practice where your appointment book is highly productive, doing the dentistry you enjoy, your team is self-motivated, and your profits keep climbing. That's what the 3D Business Mastermind is all about. In this exclusive mastermind, you'll join a league of ambitious dentists driven to elevate their practices. You'll gain access to proven strategies, personalized coaching, and a community that understands your journey. So if you're ready to supercharge your dental practice and enjoy the success you deserve, visit www.3d-dentists.com and take the first step towards a brighter future in dentistry by filling out the 3D Business Mastermind application. Now, Let's get to this week's episode.